Good evening, Running Mulleteers, and welcome to the Running Mullet, episode number 32. Sitting next to me, for those of you that are watching live, is... Me, Becky. Me is Becky Kosek, my amazing wife. She is kind of, I guess, uh, filling in. Grace can't be on tonight, and she is here to talk to us a little bit about what she did this past weekend. So without further ado, let's get going. Grace is not present and my feelings are sad, but I have my wife by my side and that makes me glad. <laughs> Another Monday is here and it's episode number 32. The colors of the show are black and blue. Let's go. I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right, business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back. Get out your foam roller and enjoy the party. All right. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Um, tonight, we have two, two amazing female athletes on. Um, one to talk about what she did this weekend, and the other to talk about what she does for a living. Um, First off, let's get started with this past weekend and what I did, because let's be honest, that's the most important thing is what, what I did and, and how, what my weekend was. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we both, Becky and I were both out at Oil Creek 100 miler, which is Western PA, um, a race, a hundred miler has been going on for 14 years. I believe this was its 14th year. And Becky has run it. This was her second 100 mile, and she ran the 100K once. There's also a 50K option. And this year, there's a 25K option. Um, last year, and I'll let her tell the story, but last year, she ran um, just over 22 hours, 22 hours and 13 minutes. 19. 22 hours and 19 minutes. Um and anybody that knows Oil Creek, if you get sub 22 hours, you get a golden buckle um, for, for doing it, you know, fast enough. So um, she missed it by 19 minutes. She had some IT band issues last year, who, which slowed down her whole third loop. Mm -hmm. This is a looped race of, of a 50K loop. So you do it three times with a little um, ending loop that they call the going home loop of seven-ish miles. Right. Um, so she came back this year for redemption and I will let her take it away from here to give you a quick recap of how that redemption went this weekend. Uh, he's right. That's exactly why I went, I came back to get under 22 hours and hopefully even I had really good intentions of being faster than that and really thought it was going to be possible. And I think on a, on a good day, it would have been possible. But that was not my day this weekend. Um, started even just starting out, like I was, I generally am a very positive person, unlike other people. And um, about even, I just started out even doubting it and just not feeling very good. And I got going once we entered the trail, the single track, you know, it was dark and there's so many leaves. And I ended up, falling at like mile four and um, got a pretty big bruise on my quad, my right quad. So like every step flexing it caused, it caused me pain. And then every time you were to stop at an aid station, it would tighten up and it would hard to get, it was hard to get running again. Um, I needed, I wanted about six hour 50 K loops. That's what I was aiming for. Even not feeling great, I came in my first loop in just under six hours, so I was still possibility. Um, my second loop was a little bit slower, but halfway through, I had some ibuprofen 
and pizza and Coke. And about 20 minutes later, I had just finished a climb and was getting going and I felt so much better. I actually, it was the first part of the day that I actually felt happy to be out there and I felt good and I was able to run really well for about 15 miles. I finished that loop just over the six hours and I was starting to not feel so great again. Uh, it was way too early to take more, more ibuprofen and I was picking up Eric. So I was hoping, you know, we could at least continue somewhat of that going and not be that long. And my third loop, it was just, it was just a disaster. I didn't want to run and my leg hurt. And then I started having stomach issues, which I generally never have very very seldom have I dealt with any sort of stomach issues. So needless to say, my third hour or third loop took like over eight hours, way longer than it ever should have. It was, it was very frustrating. I picked up Lauren for the going home loop, knowing that there was no possibility of hitting 22 hours. Um, it was just get it done at that point. Lauren was great, chatted my ear off and kept me, just kept me moving and not thinking about it so much. I was able to start running again, kind of on the way back and finish just over, I don't know, it was like 23.30, I think. So, I mean, I'm happy I got sub 24 and I am trying to be happy, you know, happy that I finished and what I did, but it's just frustrating that it wasn't what I was hoping for. Yeah. And she, she, uh, what she did was she, she won the race. She was first female, third overall. Um, but it's still, it's, it's what we've talked about on the show before. And what Becky and I talk about a lot is it, you don't necessarily have to be last or getting ready to DNF to, to still have those feelings of, you know, you're not reaching your personal goals. So it's not really what you came for type of thing. So it's, it's the devil in your head saying, you know, why am I still going? But it's funny. It's like we were, we were talking about on the third loop. It's like you have to keep going because you're in first place. You're winning the race, even though you're you're frustrated because you're not you're not going to meet your goal that you set for yourself. So it's I guess it's something it's like it's all about perspective in a lot of ways. But it's really hard to see that perspective when when the world's falling apart of what you trained for and what you want to do and knowing that you I mean, I. I, Becky will agree. She she has the athletic ability to get that sub twenty two. She knows it. Um, everybody else around her and her her uh, people that look up to her know it. And but yet, I'm sub twenty four and any hundred miler is still a phenomenal time. And again, first place uh, should be pretty happy. So uh, it's all about perspective. Yeah. And, um, and the power of the mind, which is what, you know, our guest that's coming on tonight here shortly is, is hopefully, you know, going to talk to us about how to, how to get through that, how to, how to possibly change your way of thinking and things like that. But all in all, it was a pretty great weekend. The weather held out amazing. Mm -hmm. The trail stayed dry. Um, another friend of ours, Carla Tardier, she finished her first official trail hundred miler, yes, which was awesome. amazing. Um, I had a couple of athletes that were out there who ran their first hundred mile, Tim Schwartzer. Um, Bob Bauer. Killed, killed it, Bob Bauer. A lot of our local friends did it. So it was a great weekend and uh, a success all in all. Just uh, she'll go back and do just it at some point. Just have to change my mindset of yes. it. So anything else you want to say about that race? Are we moving on from there? Thinking about your next big one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's move on. We have a amazing athlete, amazing guest on tonight. Um, I met this, this person up in Canada, I guess before I went to Canada, um, her name is Holly Gron. And I, I think I'm saying that last name, right now I'll, I'll confirm when she comes on, but, um, she, she is a life coach and hypnotherapist and she, for the divide 200, which was the 200 miler I ran a couple weeks ago um, that I made it to 125 ish miles at um, she, she, she offered to, to, to give hypnotherapy sessions um, mind. I don't know how, how she, she would word it, but um, 
the power, you know, to change your mind, to make sure you you stay positive throughout these races and don't get into the funk of life sucks. I want to quit and I'm never doing this again type of thing. So I'm going to bring her on and we can go from there. Holly, thanks for being Hi. on. Thanks for having me. Yes, anytime. I'm excited to be here. So this is an amazing topic. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I'm very open-minded about it. I don't know much about it. I never have done it. I haven't talked to you about it much at all, other than, you know, it intrigues me because, you know, you and I have talked about a little bit about, you know, what I struggle with as far as mental strength goes. And, uh, and Becky and I have talked about it too. And I think a lot of athletes, um, struggle with it, whether it's, whether they feel like it's really affecting their races or it's something that could just be tweaked to possibly mm -hmm. help them Absolutely. any way they can. And the way I look at this ultra running and I'm sure you do and everybody else, I hope everybody else does too, is I'll take any tool that I can put in my toolbox to help me get better at this sport that I love. Um, I'm competitive by nature and, and it's, it's something that intrigues me for lack of a better word. So um, I, Hope I kind of hit your background a little bit. If you want to take it from there and kind of talk about what, uh, I mean, I guess talk about you as an athlete and what got you into this line of work and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I'm so excited to share more about this as I know how powerful the mind is and Becky, congratulations. I know it's hard. I have had some races this year where I was ready to just crush it and things came up for me that I wasn't expecting and I'm going to have to go back and, and do it again, but I know that I'm capable of more, but it just wasn't my year. It was a year of learning. So I feel for what you're going for, through and congratulations to you for persevering. Thanks. I know it's not easy. It's not, but she's, I think it's one of those things where like in the moment, you're just not happy with it. But then, I mean, even today, I, and I hope it's like, you just ran a hundred, she just ran a hundred miles and you, you know, for anybody to do that, you should be proud of it. Absolutely. It's a lot to be proud of. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's normal to go through those feelings of disappointment, but also to move through them and look at what you do have to be proud of. So what have you done as far as running and ultra running? What, what's your resume show? What name your big ones? Absolutely. So um, I've done the Sinister 7 100 miler. Um, that one, I actually finished over the time limit. So I'm really excited to go back and finish well under the time limit. That's my goal. And to take what I learned from this year and just and make it happen. Um, I know that I was able to persevere despite what was going on for me because of the tools that I had to persevere through that. So I'm happy that I finished and that I, you know, moved through it. Um, I've done a, a race called, it's in Whistler, just outside of Vancouver, BC, and it's called Whistler Alpine Meadows. It's a big mountain race. Um, it's no longer going, but it was a, a fairly big mountain race. There's another one called Fat Dog 120. Yep. I've done that one as well. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but it's a hard rock qualifier. It's an amazing, amazing race. Um, and I've done a few um, 100Kers as well. I've done a, quite a few of the Sinister Sports races. Um, I absolutely love them. And I recently did, um, what's that one called? Um, Lost Souls Ultra as well. It's a 100 miler. Did you, have you done that Indian death race? Yes, I have. Yes, okay. yes. It's, it's also important to note that she's from British Columbia. So all these races, a lot of my viewers probably, <laughs> I don't know if they've heard of them or, or whatever, but Canada does have some amazing races up there. It's just a matter of us getting up there, you know, getting across the border and doing them. Um, I've heard great things about that Canadian death race that it's, you know, it's, obviously it's hard. Um, but yeah, Fat Dog 120 has been on my list for a while. And same thing. It's just making it work to get out West to do it. It's an incredible race. And you have so many amazing races in your country that I can't wait to do. Yeah. I mean, we we're lucky where we live. We had that's the community's big and it seems like, I mean, around here there's during the summer, fall, spring and summer, there's, you know, you can find something pretty local at any, on any weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so many. Yeah. That's amazing. But, so it's nice. Um, so 
hypnotherapy. All right. Yes. So here I am, I'm an ultra runner and you know, I, every time I run, I, not every time, but you know, in any long ultra or hundred miler, it's tough to keep your head in the game and stay positive the whole time. Absolutely. So what can I do to fix that? That's a great question. Um, hypnotherapy is a great space where we can really dive into that and to figure out what's going on. Um, in the moment, it's, there's a number of things that we can do. Definitely. Um, focusing on the positives, of course, can be really helpful. Um, and there's lots of visualization tricks that we can do, but I think it's, it's helpful to be really proactive on that one. And really the power of visualization can be quite helpful, you know, to visualize yourself really pushing through the hard times in the race, visualize yourself in different situations in the race and really powering through that and overcoming it. So your brain is kind of trained to move through it. So I think it's important to be really proactive um, in these situations, in the moment, it can be helpful to focus on obviously positivity and the positives as well, as well as, you know, kind of having a visualization for yourself. Like we know Courtney DeWalter has her pain cave or she pictures herself chiseling through the pain cave, finding a visualization that you can use for yourself and really focusing on that and focusing on pushing through that. Another thing that could be really helpful as well is um, really getting back into the zone. So when you're actually, it's, it's funny when you're in the zone, when you're, you know, in the flow where you feel like you're just running and it feels so effortless and time and space just goes so quickly, you don't, you kind of lose sense of time. You're just really in there in the moment, focusing on every footstep. That's hypnosis. So hypnosis is actually a natural state of highly concentrated focus. And so getting yourself back into that natural state of highly concentrated focus can be really helpful as well. So getting back into the moment instead of stressing about what's going on. Um, so the, key, the key is to stay in that state of concentrated focus throughout the whole hundred miler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Try and stay in that flow. Right. It can be really key. Right. So focusing on like, what you see, what's in front of you, the ground beneath your feet, the things that you can hear. So really connecting with your senses and really kind of getting focused and getting back in that state. And it, it also depends on what's going on for you. If you're in the negative state, why are you in that negative state? So um, do you have an injury and you're feeling a bit of pain? You can visualize turning down the pain and turning up like I like to use this term called badass mode, where you get into this mode. And when you're in badass mode, it feels there's just a total different energy about it. So you hmm. can even create like a, like an alter ego for yourself that you step into when you're running or, you know, just really turning down the volume on that and turning up the joy. I like that. So it's basically getting out of your own head. I mean, yeah, words, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes too, like for me, this is what helps me. And I know everybody's different, but finding the humor in things can be really helpful and just kind of being more playful and fun and remembering that because it can just kind of bring me back into that, into that joy as well and take me away from the pain and the negativity. So a lot of it you would say is, is visualizing what's going, what possibly could go on during the race before it happens. Is that, mm. is that right? I mean, cause a lot of times I'll tell, you know, athletes that I try to help out, I, you know, I'll tell them before the race or three weeks before the race or two weeks before the race, when they're starting to get butterflies and get antsy, I said, you know, one thing you can do is just for one, visualize yourself crossing the finish line. What's it going to look like in your head? Literally, what's it look like? Because that's step one. And obviously, the goal is to get to the finish line. Absolutely. Right. But from there, and what you're saying is, you know, you visualize visualize everything that could go wrong, or are we only focusing on what's going right? I think it's powerful to do a bit of both, to visualize, obviously, things going right, and to visualize that positive and being in that positive space, but also visualizing the things going wrong like the weather, um, maybe you don't want to visualize yourself with an injury because you don't want to create that in your mind, but visualizing maybe the weather and persevering 
So it's more the, the process of visualizing yourself persevering through the tough times. Gotcha. And using that, strengthening the mind that way, because we know ultras don't go perfectly. They don't usually go as planned, unfortunately. There's the odd race that everything's locked in and feels good and you feel like you're crushing it, but there's a lot of races that don't go well. Yeah. So yourself is being being in the game of this hypnosis and a, a life coach. Do you do anything in particular personally to prepare for any of these big ultra races? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do a lot of visualization myself and um, I have my own therapist that I've worked with because in the past when I was running, I used to be somebody who would run more towards the back of the pack, which is totally fine. But I felt like I was always chasing cutoffs, which is an awful feeling. And I was really hard on myself and I saw myself as this slow runner and I would let myself off the hook at times as well. And so I actually had my own hypnotherapist that I went to see to kind of overcome that and to realize and to realize my own strengths and abilities and to reframe those limiting beliefs that I had about myself, which was helpful. And now I'm running more towards the middle of the pack and finishing before the cutoffs in most of my races. So that, you know, and it's nice to feel like I'm not chasing anymore. So I've seen a huge improvement by being proactive and taking those steps to, to do the work myself and get to the root of what's really going on for me. And I think that's where the magic is when you, it's like a weed, right? We can chop it off at the surface, but really there's something deeper going on. And I think a lot of us have something deeper going on, limiting beliefs, things that are holding ourselves back. I mean, I think a lot of people only operate at a fraction of their potential. So it's really getting to that weed and pulling it right out. So I like to be really proactive in advance and kind of figure out what's going on for me as well. It's, it's helpful to create that alter ego ahead of time, that badass mode that I can put myself into and create this toolkit for myself. So one thing too, that's really helpful for me is like the pain doesn't belong to me, right? It's kind of like I can dissociate from it sometimes, or I turn down the volume on the pain or, you know, I'm just waiting for it to, to come and I know it's going to come, but I also know I can push through it. So it's really having a toolbox full of tools that I can bring as well. So being proactive and then having those tools. And I think another thing is like really visualizing. So I take time to visualize myself every part of the race. If I've run the race before, it helps because I can go through the whole course within my mind. Um, but staying focused, feeling that energy of running and feeling like I'm running my best and pushing through, you know, bad weather or tough times during the race and making it across that finish line. So, and visualizing that over and over and over again can be really helpful too. So it's a combination of things, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the whole visualization thing, I mean, let's get into the technique of, of hypnotherapy a little bit and, and how, mm. how you do it or how you would recommend somebody, you know, has a big race coming up, you know, they want to take advantage of everything they can. So they want to, they want to utilize this technique. What, what should they do? And I'll, I'll start this off by saying, what was the, you put out a free half hour, roughly YouTube um, session to yes. people that runners that were doing the divide 200. I forget what you titled it or what it was called, but it was basically a pre-race um, visualization of, to get your mind in the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I, after work one day, I, I, I saw that and I, I had an hour to my, you know, free. So I figured I'm, I'm going to listen to this and see what she has to say. So I, I laid on the couch and I turned it on and it was, it was, and it, I will tell you, this is the first time I ever listened to anything like any kind of hypnotherapy, anything. Um, but you know, it was very soothing video and, oh, <laughs> and, and it, I mean, I was, it was probably 10 minutes in and I, I fell asleep. <laughs> Just because I always fall asleep when I get home from work. That's it's absolutely the video. But I, I, I was tired and I was listening to it and I fell asleep. And I, I woke up because I had to set my alarm in like five or 10 minutes because I have to go to cross country practice. But anyway, I woke up and you're still talking. And I thought, huh, I wonder, I wonder if I got anything out of it. Like, I wonder if that's the best way that, that the way that you're supposed to kind of listen to this stuff is you know, full relaxation. Yeah. I might've fell asleep, but it's still playing. So I possibly could have been 
absorbing absorbing it one way or another through my through my ears and my brain and uh but you know having done that it was i i'm a light sleeper so the fact that i fell asleep while your 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 volume your voice was talking was says something right there but absolutely um, you know what as far as technique goes i guess you know let's just go start with the basics i mean how how would one go about this visualization visual visualization techniques well um one thing i want to mention is that hypnotherapy is a deep concentrated state of focus but you're also deeply relaxed and a lot of times people do fall asleep or can fall asleep to hypnosis and that's okay. Like your subconscious will still take in, it's always listening. So it'll still take in the information. And when you're that relaxed, it's almost like you can really bring it in more. And when we get you into hypnosis, when you get in fairly deep, you're able to really absorb that information. So you're more impressionable and able to really absorb those suggestions. I've had clients who fall asleep every session because they're tired and they've got like busy lives and things going on and they have still seen dramatic results. So I know it to be true. Um, it is more helpful if you're not asleep where you're just kind of in the phase where you're relaxed, but you can still benefit from it in that aspect. So with the visualization, there's many things that you can do, which um, I know makes it a little bit complicated, but there's just so much you can do with hypnotherapy and visualization. Um, but one thing that I would recommend starting with is really getting um, nice and comfortable and relaxed. And, and really one thing that could be helpful is connecting with your inner resources. So knowing that you have these inner resources and the strength within you to handle anything that comes your way. So that can be really helpful to, in building your own confidence as we all have our own abilities and resources that we can draw on in a race or in an event or in life, right? Um, and sometimes we forget about that, like certain people are courageous or persistent, right? We have, we all have our own strengths that we can bring. So really connecting and reminding ourselves and really ingraining that in ourselves that we, we do have something that we bring to the table and strength that we can use to move forward. Um, so that can be really helpful as well as kind of really visualizing that sometimes even visualizing those roadblocks so sometimes I like to with my clients like it's like okay so you've got your hydration pack on and now there's you've got these rocks in your hydration pack and these rocks represent your own limiting beliefs and blockages and you could even visualize like okay I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like whatever the the limiting belief or blockage is putting it into that rock and putting that energy and just throwing that rock away and now feel your hydration pack on your body. So in hypnotherapy and visualization, our brain, our emotional brain is highly creative, highly imaginative. And so using the imagination is really important. It's like creating a metaphor for the brain, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, very much so. And I mean, I think that's huge. And that's one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit with the whole hypnotherapy thing. And again, I'm coming at you as a, I'm not going to say non-believer, but I'm 50-50. No. Like I can go both ways right now. And I'm not, a lot of people have to have science behind things. So, you know, you, you're saying with the using your mind and the rocks and throwing it away. So mm -hmm. if that worked for me, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the bottom line is that makes no sense in reality, but it mm -hmm. doesn't, shouldn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter mm -hmm. If something works, if, and I was talking to Becky before the show, I said, if I, you know, if I carried a feather with me in my pocket for some reason, cause it was pretty and I had an amazing race, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with always running with a feather in your pocket from that point forward, whether it makes any sense or not, if it, if you feel like it helps you, then why wouldn't you do it? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Absolutely. It can Absolutely. say something ridiculous, but it's, it's, why wouldn't you do it? Exactly. Exactly. If you feel it helps you in any way. And the thing is too, with the rock, it's, it's a symbol and it's a symbol of really connecting, like throwing away the negative and pushing or focusing on the positive. Now I agree with you in, in a sense, like, 
at the same time, um, I think that's why it's really powerful to connect with a hypnotherapist beforehand and get to the root of the issue. So having that interaction and figuring out, okay, what are those, you know, metaphoric rocks that you're holding on to, those limiting beliefs, and really getting to the root of what it really is. Because only you will know that. And then you're and then you're able to, what we'll, we're able to do is put those positive suggestions in there and and look at things from a different perspective. Because when you're in hypnosis, you're also able to see things from a different perspective. It's like kind of channeling out the outside noise and being really focused in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's also interesting to point out um, that the sport of running and, and ultra running mm -hmm. seems like the longer you go, the more uh, interesting people you might come across. Yes. But we all have our stories of why we get into run. A lot of people have a story mm -hmm. of why mm -hmm. they get running. And some are pretty deep. Some are pretty personal. Mm -hmm. Some are just phenomenal, uh, you know, mm -hmm. turn their whole life around type thing, which are some of my favorite ones. Um, but there's all these different reasons of why we get into running. And um, I guess a lot of it, a lot of the best runners out there are, are good because they have very strong minds mm -hmm. and we're able to break away from addiction or overcome some horrific family tragedy. I don't, I'm just coming up with examples. Um, but I, but I wonder, you know, what makes somebody have a, such a strong mind somebody that hasn't gone through hypnotherapy or anything like that. What makes, I wonder what's ingrained in, in certain runners or people's brains that, that keeps them strong or am I overthinking it? And it's just very simple and they know how to deal with their devil in their head a lot better mm -hmm. than myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. I think it's such a relative question to the person and what they've been through. And maybe somebody has been through something hard and knows how to, overcome it or maybe it's their attitude towards it right yeah it would be interesting to kind of pick somebody's brain of somebody who is already super strong mentally yeah and even the ones that i say are super strong i'm sure they they're they're strong in that aspect of what what how their brain works and what they're doing at that time that doesn't mean they don't you know, they don't lack willpower stuff in different areas of their life too. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know. What do you think? You have anything to add to this? You're no, just taking it all in? Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is. And that's why I like it. Like I said, that it, it doesn't, none of it has to be science, but it's, you know, if it can mm -hmm. change your mindset, um, then why wouldn't you do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and our perception is often our reality, right? So when we have like a positive mindset, that's more what we get. We get more of that. Right. And the, and the bottom line is, you know, everybody should be okay with changing their mindset. We shouldn't be set in stone about, you know, it's my way or the highway and my, you know, my way of thinking is totally fine. And it's also okay with saying, you know, I need help with figuring out how to, how to fix my mindset. You know, absolutely. You know, in running, it's like, I would love to know, you know, get, figure it out. And it's for you, like a couple of things you said are just good techniques to use with the mm -hmm. whole rock thing. And obviously visualization, I could probably work on, probably focus more of my training on visualization of the race itself and the negatives and positive for me, what could go wrong. And so I, maybe I could expect it more or something. I'm not sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That can be helpful as well as, um, so if you have a race that maybe didn't go well, visualizing like you're rewinding the tape and then doing it over. And so what that does is it reinforces it in the mind and the mind doesn't know the difference between time. Right. And so you can feel it in your body. You can, you can create more positive habits within the mind by visualizing it. Yeah. And you can play out different scenarios like, okay, so this didn't go well. And I learned, I learned something from it. So now taking what you learned and moving it forward. Yeah. That's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all good stuff. So mm. 
when you run these ultras, the longer stuff that you've done, do you have a do you have a crew and and pacers and things like that, or do you go solo? I go solo for the most part. Nice. I did that in Montana this summer. Well, no, I didn't. I still had a crew. I've yet to do like a hundred, a longer ultra, totally solo. And it, I, I want to just to, to see what it's like. I don't know. I just, I just want to cover all the, all the aspects of this ultra stuff and, you know, where you get at in your brain. Let's face it. When we run these longer, long stuff, a lot of times we're by ourselves. We have a lot mm -hmm. of thinking to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that thinking isn't the best stuff in your head. Um, for me, I, I swear, once once I start thinking, you know, I always say it's the, you know, the devil talking in your head. Once he starts talking, you have all that time, miles and miles and hours and hours, a lot of the time to justify what by justify that what he is saying makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So that, that's what I, you know, I would like to get away from is as soon as he starts talking, well, slap him in the head and say, get the hell out of him, get the hell exactly. out of him. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds like it should be easy, but it's not. But anyway, the the whole the whole idea of, of running 100 miles or any ultra or any race, I'm not saying you have to run ultras, but the longer stuff you tend to get in your head more. And But, but running it solo doesn't give you anybody to complain to. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and this is, this is just my thinking. It's, it's just the way my head works. But when I don't have any, anything to, to complain about or whine about or be negative about, maybe I won't be any of those things. Mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. That makes any sense. But so, you know, if, if I know I'm not, there's nothing there, I'm, the next aid station I always look forward to because my kid might be there, my daughters might be there, my wife might be there, or my crew, who somebody else gracious enough to help me is going to be there. I look forward to that every mile I go, but that might be my downfall sometimes too. So if I don't have that to look forward to, the only thing I've looked forward to is the finish line. Yes. And maybe that, I don't, I don't you know, I'm just thinking out loud here at this point. But maybe Absolutely. that will help me mentally get through the race better, sadly, than having my loved ones or people I know help me, air quotes, during the race. It help you build that mental strength. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I might be able to build my mental strength better without yes. there. Without the help, doing it on your own and being forced to do it yeah, on your I own. Don't, yeah. That could be. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the thing is, is that our minds are so powerful. And I know in an ultra, there can be many low lows and many high highs. And that is normal. And I've seen people quit when I know they've got more in them. And I've seen, you know, all kinds of things and people going through those emotional lows. And I know what it feels like personally. And I think, you know, we go to the gym to exercise our bodies, to get our bodies and to prevent us runners, we prevent our bodies from injuring. And yet we don't exercise our minds and our minds are the thing that can hold us back. And our minds are often trying to keep us safe. They're trying to protect us. And yet they hold us back, especially when running a hundred mile race, right? It's of course the brain is going to try and talk you out of doing it. Right. <laughs> but um, I find what can be helpful is if you connect with your higher self, the you that signed up for the race, the you that you really are like deep down inside, you can know that, no, I, I do want this. And, you know, you can really connect with those positives and, and, and tune out the mind and just keep going. Right. Good. I like it. So as a life coach, what, what, what exactly does a life coach entail? That's a, that's a great question. So life coaching is really about accountability. It's, it's like having a thinking partner and that thinking partner helps you, you know, helps you like listens to you and helps you move forward towards your goals. So it's really about moving forward. It's about talking out, you know, a problem, something that you're struggling with and helping you move forward towards where you really want to be. And a life coach can offer different perspectives as well and really just help you 
get out of your own way, see your own blind spots, and also be that person who is there to really listen and understand what you're going through. Gotcha. Makes sense. So somebody that's interested in hypnotherapy, this is your chance to plug your your um, business. Where, where would, do they find yourself? Um, so I have a website, uh, leadingedgehypno.com. And um, I'm on Facebook as well. I'm also on Instagram. And um, I have a YouTube channel called Hypno Holly as well. Okay, excellent. So there's a few ways to find me. <laughs> Are you doing Divide 200 next year? I'm tempted. Are you? <laughs> I'm tempted. I think I'm going to be pacing a friend again, but um, but I will plan on doing it eventually. I'm definitely going to work my way up there. And wow. that'll be your first 200, I assume? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's How about all? you? Um, No. No? Not next year. Maybe in the future. And I will say... Um, you know, obviously we're a couple of weeks out now, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely at the point I'm still totally fine with the decision I made of dropping at that point. The week mm-hmm. I had there was amazing. I, mm-hmm. I, I would agree. We had a phenomenal time up there. I would That's go back. Awesome. I'd love to go back to that area and just on vacation for another week. It's phenomenal. Um, but I would say I probably, I, you know, I know deep, deep inside, I shouldn't have dropped when I did. That was mm-hmm. the first major, you know, big DNF at any big race. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm not, I'm not torn up about it. And it was all mental. And it, yeah, I, I know that for anybody, ninety nine percent of the time it is mental. I think, I think everybody listening probably knows that um, on this. Mm-hmm. Show. But it is what it is. I'm like I said, I don't really regret it. But I am sit, sit, sitting here now saying, yeah, I could I could have definitely finished that. It's, mm-hmm. you know, at the time I didn't want to walk that distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely something to explore. I know I did a last man standing race and I was the last woman standing and there was two other guys running and I knew that they were elite runners. And I let myself off the hook by running slow enough that I wouldn't make the next yard. And I, at the time I was like, Oh yeah, I did the best I could, but I knew that I let myself off the hook. And I think that knowing that and recognizing that like you are now it's there's an opportunity to explore that and to figure out for yourself what went, what went on. And then you can move and learn from that. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens quite a bit. And like, I don't know if I talked to you about it at all, but it, I feel, I feel like personally for me, and I've said it on the show, it's my mental, my mental game is getting weaker. The longer I'm, I run, I'm in the running sport. The more mm-hmm. I do, I feel like my mental strength is weakening as far as, you know, letting the devil in and listening to his voices and things like that mm-hmm. and, and being okay with it. You know, you can come up with a million reasons why it's okay to to stop running the race. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your crew is going to tell you they're all wrong. But when you're out there for 50 miles in your head, justifying why it's all right, it makes sense at the time. But I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, if I feel like a lot of these run, a lot of ultra runners. That's you know, that's the beauty of anything you do. The more you do it, the better you get at it, type of thing. Absolutely. And the running, the running isn't the hard part for me the distance isn't the hard part the hills aren't the hard part it's just staying in the the mental game uh-huh. Uh-huh. like i said the hip the hypnotherapy type thing intrigues me because um again if nothing else it's a tool that could help you in my opinion and why wouldn't you use that tool absolutely it's it it's really could be just exploring what's going on in a subconscious level so consciously often people know what's going on, but subconsciously there's something deeper. So when I started my business, I started as a life coach, but I saw that a lot of people consciously would have these breakthroughs, but subconsciously there was something deeper holding them back from actually moving forward. And when we, when I got into hypnotherapy, I took those same clients and they're now all of a sudden they're having these big breakthroughs and actually following through with what they wanted. So even bigger breakthroughs than before. So I am seeing a difference, but it's often there's something subconscious or deep rooted there. And I also wonder about 
is there maybe a pattern there too, where you've let yourself off the hook. So the brain goes like, okay, I know what to do next time. I know how to pull you out. I know how to stop you. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I was, I was hoping for the opposite. I mean, mm -hmm. I, again, I do, I still do not regret. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a hard word to use, but I don't, it doesn't bother me that I dropped out, but I hope, I hope that that comes back at, to strengthen me in the future to say, I'm never, you know, at the next race, when the devil starts talking in my head that I would say, well, I'm never doing that again, because I know I didn't have to, I didn't have to drop out of the race. I, I did because, you know, I, I decided to, but I'm hoping the one DNF is enough to make me stronger. Yes. Maybe, maybe Hopefully. Hopefully. Fact, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I guess the, what is that devil trying to do for you? What well, does the devil want for you? Like, cause that, that part of us that's holding us back often, often is trying to help us in some way. It's not, often not what we think. It's not trying to harm us. It's trying to sure. keep us safe or protect us. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think about <laughs> it is, it's fun. I, I love talking about it and thinking about it because it's all stuff that's you can't really ever figure out a hundred percent necessarily, but you can definitely dig, dig into it and maybe figure out why your, your brain's headed in different directions at certain times. And for what reasons, I mean, for me, you know, just talking about these, these, uh, longer distance races, ultra races, and Becky will, will hundred percent agree. I tend to get in a really deep, bad place very early on in a, mm. a, lot, a lot of the times, you mm. know, K mark, you know, 20, 20 to 30 miles. It's the first, you know, low of the whole race. It's usually the worst. And But it is the worst. And if if I can get through that with the help of her and, and anybody else and keep moving, well, I'm, I'm, it's quick, I'm quick to realize, well, crap, that was just a low period. And I, it was, I mean, it gets really bad. Again, I justify reasons why this isn't going good. My, I must, my training must have just not been good enough or whatever. But if I get through that, then the next, you know, for example, 70 miles isn't too bad in a hundred miler. So Just it's weird. getting through that and it's that low, low, right? That's really hard. And I think a lot of us go through it. And so I'd be curious what that low, low is and how maybe we can transform that into that feeling into something more positive. Yeah. And I guess the, the reason that it bothers me so much is because I don't feel that low, low should be showing its face yet that early no. 100 miler but yet it, it does for me for some reason it's just like getting over that that gap that bad hill and and everything kind of evens out evens out and your body starts mm -hmm. at least my body starts feeling like oh okay so this is what we're doing for the next 24 hours i, I get it now absolutely that, that's just me i mean not everybody's different absolutely well i think those low lows are such great opportunities to learn and grow. Like I said, that one race that I let myself off the hook, it was because I felt like I didn't belong at the front of the pack. So then I started to tell myself and, and use like the hypnotherapy and the visualization techniques as well, that I belong here. I belong here. And all of a sudden that totally shifted for me. Right. And I was running, you know, closer to the mid, sometimes mid front. Right. But for me, that was huge. That was a huge progress forward to go from here to here and especially changing that mindset. So I, I believe that you can do it. And, you know, we have these, there's that tale of the two wolves where there's, you know, the dark one that's inside of you, that's kind of negative. And then there's that positive one that's light within you. And the one that wins is the one that you feed. Hmm. I like it. And so the more I think that you practice feeding the light wolf will say, right. I wonder if it will shift for you. Hmm. You know, sometimes all all we ever need is just somebody in our life to be constantly positive and tell mm -hmm. us to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you that, <know>? too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but what happens if you don't have, when you don't have that person around, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or that part of the race where you can't have a pacer. Yeah. Right? Well, right. that's, that's where you come in, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. So how far did you end Absolutely. up making it in that last man standing race? 19 yards. Okay. So. What was that? What's that for mileage? <laughs> I'm not good at math. Uh, 80 something, 70. 
pretty far. I was gonna say yeah, but I think it's about 130k, but I'm not sure what that is. In oh rates. man, we're, we're talking to you over here. <laughs> Me, I'm I'm over a kilometer to mile. <laughs> Hurts my brain. <laughs> yeah, we've done a couple. Of, I've done I've done two of them. The first one I made it 80 miles. Second one I made it 70. Again, I'd uh, he struggled. We don't have us. to keep going, but yeah, I I I love the format idea but I don't feel like I, I have the mental capacity and the brain strength to do it. Mental strength to do a good job. I love the format though. I think it, the people that do amazing at it, mm-hmm. it's so much harder than it sounds. I, yeah. I like that. I would like to do another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, awesome. You went a hundred plus, right? I went one twenty-five. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. But, My, it, but miles, yeah. miles. <laughs> that's really good. I don't know how far that is. In no. All right. You mean kilometers? Yeah. Kilometers? Well, I believe like if I can do it because I used to be mentally very hard on myself, like I'd be going up a hill and suffering and thinking everybody in my, like just these negative thoughts that would spiral in my mind. And now that doesn't even really enter my mind. Um, and if it does during a race, it's usually because I need like food. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so honestly, if I can do it, I think you can too. And I think it's really about, it's just like lifting weights at the gym. It's like building those muscles, right. And it takes time, but the more that you do it, the more that the better at it that you become. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you being on. Um, well, I'm sure I'm going to be in touch with you at some point to talk. That would be awesome. Go from to do that. Um, I, I, I love hearing your mindset and how, you know, how it all works. And I hope others reach out to you also. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I always offer a free consultation. So, you know, feel free to reach out and we can at least talk about it and talk about options and how it works. And I know there's a lot of questions around hypnotherapy. So happy to answer any questions as well. Great. Thanks for being on. What's next for you as far as your running goes? Anything? I'm going to do the Orcas Island 100 miler. So that's end of February, I believe. Oh, we had a, we had a couple do that. It wasn't the 100 mile. Where are the other options? 50? Is there a 50 miler? I think 20? so. I don't I know. They, so I didn't look at the other option. <laughs> yeah. they, they went yeah. out there for a vacation, runcation type thing. And they, that both husband and wife did the, whatever dis, lower distance they had, but they, they said it was phenomenal. Oh, good. That's good to know just the views and you know where you're at and things like that it looks amazing yeah yeah we'll have to put that on our to-do list some point at some point well i hope to see you again in person uh when i'm not near death or the feeling (laughs) feeling point absolutely absolutely it'd be nice to see you both in person one day i'm sure we will i hope we get back up there and we'll definitely uh hook up with you absolutely that would be awesome well, thanks, oh, thank Allie, you. for being on, and I will put the uh, leadingedgehypno.com, right? Is that what it was? Yes. What, what's the website? Uh, yes, leadingedgehypno.com. Okay. Right. I'll try to put that in the show notes so everybody can find you and, and go from there. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I love talking about this, and I know how important it is. So, Interesting concept for sure. Absolutely. It is interesting. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining in and listening. And if you listen on the, the um, podcast form, make sure you like, share, and comment whenever you can because it helps the show grow. Just like every single other podcast is telling you at the end of their shows, it matters. <laughs> so have a good night. Have a good week. Holly, thanks again for being on. And pleasure. talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.